Thank you, Howard. Let's pray. Father God, we thank you that you encourage us to be still. And Lord, that we are able to be still because of what you achieved on the cross. Lord, heaven is fully open, the gateway to God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, completely accessible because of what King Jesus has done for us on the cross. Lord, it's so easy to dash from one thing to the other and to forget to be still. Lord, may we be still today and this week as the nation mourns and may we be quietly confident because we know our hope is in you, the source of all love and all hope. Amen. Uh, If you have a Bible, please um, do turn to Psalm 46. If you don't have one, uh, then please grab one at the back. Uh, One of the hosts is happy to pass you one. If you would like one brought to you, do put your hands up now. Um, We want to look through uh, Scripture together, uh, and um, we want uh, better access to Bibles. I always say, if you can't find a Bible in a church, then where can you find one? Um, Today, I want to share some thoughts on how stillness can be the golden thread of our faith. How stillness can be the golden thread of our faith. And I'm certainly preaching to myself. Many of us have been saddened by the news of Her Majesty, who has gone to be with Jesus. She's been the Queen, has she not, for all of our lives. And we've loved her because she's loved us with her sense and symbol of constancy, decency, and steadfastness. I think this is why so many people want to give thanks uh, at Balmoral and at other national places, because she really was, was she not, a servant queen. She was empowered, it seems, from her own personal faith in Jesus Christ to be able to dedicate at such a young age the rest of her life to duty. She was, was she not, God's queen. You don't have to be a paid-up, full supporter of the monarch, I don't believe, to see what an extraordinary woman she was. Take, for example, how just two days, how five days ago, two days before her own death, Her Majesty invited Liz Trust to form a new government And during their meeting at Balmoral, think of what it would have taken to have got herself out of bed or out of that comfy chair that she was in. What must have it taken for her to get dressed up, to put the makeup on, to put the jewelry on, to smile, to be interested in the person arriving, the new Prime Minister? Last year, Her Majesty's Christmas broadcasts Uh, She said this to the nation, Jesus, whose teachings have been handed down from generation to generation, have been the bedrock of my faith. His birth marked a new beginning. And as the carol says, the hopes and fears of all the years are met indeed tonight. Often in her Christmas message to the nation and indeed to the whole world, she became 
the nation's most popular evangelist? And did she not witness, as she got older and in later years, how her trust in Jesus and in Christ made all the difference to her life and how it should make all the difference to ours too? Queen Elizabeth was somebody who was in the public eye, who was, uh, out, uh, who was uh, an outstanding, I believe, whole life disciple of Jesus. She was someone whose faith shaped all that she did. But often in the chaos, her majesty, I think, remained still. We didn't learn much about her own opinions, did we? apart from when she had a hat that looked quite like the European Union uh, and we were leaving Brexit. But she stayed quiet. She stayed prayerful. She remained steadfast. As a church, we are continuing looking at the tools of lifelong uh, discipleship. What are those tools that God has given us to be faithful until the end? And today we're looking at stillness. So we now turn to Psalm 46. Someone once wrote that the Psalms are the poetry of the believer. They take us up to the mountaintops, but also down to the valleys. They are a beautiful collection of emotions gathered over a period of about 400 years. And Jesus, our Lord and Saviour, would have enjoyed hearing them as they were spoken out in the temple and the synagogues. Sitting still, I have to confess, is not one of my strengths in life. But here, in today's psalm, we hear of a troubled earth and a troubled life in verses 1 to 3, and of a troubled city and of a troubled church in verses 4 to 7 and of troubled makers, or trouble makers, troubled trouble makers, in verses 8 to 11. And what is the command out of all of that? Well, we are to be still. We are to know who we are and whose we are in Christ Jesus. And we are to know him as our refuge. So let's take a closer look at that psalm. In verses 1 to 3, our psalm starts with a statement of faith. The land was established and the sea is controlled by God. Yes, the mountains may slide and yes, the, ra- ra- the seas may rage, the psalmist, uh, the psalmist writes. But we will not fear. Today, we have more insight, don't we, of how natural disasters work of the complications of this complicated world. And perhaps I would suggest that as we have more information of what could go wrong, we are more fearful of what might go wrong. And fears often increase, do they not, with the increase of unknowing the unknowing. Sometimes we can just be fearful because we don't know what's coming, and that can have power over us too. Yet in our psalm, In verse 7, we're reminded that we are to remain steadfast in God's love because the basis of Israel's confidence is found in the God of Jacob. And today, our confidence is found in the person of Jesus Christ. 
The Bible gives us no indication that Jacob ever experienced floods or earthquakes in his 147 years of life. But what we do know is this. His story is full of ups and downs, like the Psalms. Read Genesis 25 uh, to um, chapter 50, and you'll see for yourself a family in crisis, filled of deceit, filled of distrust, filled with disaster. And this is why the psalmist says that the nations and the rivers will roar and foam. But God, as Gav says, but God, but God steps in as he turns these badly behaving believers into a family under control by using their own talents and gifts, but he turns them for his own purposes. God made something good out of their turbulence, and he will do the same for you and me today. Like Jacob's family, we must discover these tools. That's why we're doing this sermon series. We're not massively interested in the monopoly. We just thought that was a good way to get your attention. And today we're thinking about stillness because we want to learn how to rest more in God. We all know that there have been many turbulent times for the royal family. And guess what? There will be many more turbulent times for them. Yet I believe that Her Majesty was able to sustain the weight of public office, of her duty, of her sense of service to her family, her country and the Commonwealth because she had a strong, faithful, personal faith in Jesus Christ. It was the rock of her life that she built everything from and as she took the time to rest in her daily duties to be still God must have spoken to her to keep her on that straight and narrow path as she led us through so much difficult times Psalm 46 continues and in verses 4 to 7 we discover that our refuge is not in her majesty It's not in our government, it's not in our vicar, but it's in the city of God. From the New Testament times, the city of God is that place uh, which is the heavenly Jerusalem. It's that place where we go now to be with God and Jesus and the Holy Spirit for all of eternity. It's our new spiritual reality, as talked about in Hebrews 12, verses 22 to 24. I think Queen Elizabeth stood with giants on the world stage and she held her own, did she not? Did you see her with Trump and other world leaders? She held her own, certainly. And I think she held her own because she had a golden thread called her faith, which kept her together and it kept her eyes focused on this heavenly city, not on the cities around And as she uh, witnessed momentous social and economic changes throughout Britain, she remained still through daily prayer to be able to navigate what to do and what to leave to God. Sisters and brothers, until King Jesus returns, 
sadly, there will be more trouble in our cities and towns. And there will even be trouble in our churches. St. Paul's is not immune from it. Yet notice how in verse 7, we can have God's own assurances. A spiritual stillness, if you like, throughout all times, his grace. God's riches at Christ's expense. That means we can be people to our town and our city and to our churches, people who are full of justice and mercy. Because the story of Christianity is that darkness and evil are just a comma. Jesus is the full stop. Jesus gets the final say. Why? Because, as our psalm reminds us, the Lord is both with us and he is our fortress. Only through Jesus Christ can we take refuge within ourselves and have that still, pure, spiritual peace. That peace that the Holy Spirit gives that when the world has thrown everything at you, when you're lost, when you're broken, when you're hungry, when you're hopeless, it's that stillness deep within, guarded and empowered by the Holy Spirit that reminds us of who we are in Christ. There's lots to learn from Queen Elizabeth II. And today, church, I'd like to challenge us as we head into a week of national mourning. What can we learn from her legacy? What will you take from this extraordinary life? How can we be gracious and humble servants to each other, to our loved ones, to our families, to the places where we work, to the places where we worship? How can we be those humble, gracious servants to all that we meet? Over the next couple of weeks, we will see and hear a lot about death and loss. Be careful, guard yourself, be aware of your own emotions and your own loss. Spend time with friends and family who will help you to speak out perhaps some of the stuff that's not been dealt with yet. Take this week to be still with God. And as we journey through National Morning, take care of your others and be still. Our psalm concludes uh, in verse 10 by God commanding his people to be still. Be reminded it's a command. It's not a gentle request. It's a statement of attitude and a statement of being that we should be in times like this, still, because we know who we are and whose we are. We live in a socially noisy world, but we are, as the church, to be calmly confident that our days are in Jesus and our future is with him. Her Majesty was one of the very best of us, a servant of Jesus. And now she has gone to glory and she has rested her crown at the feet of her beloved King Jesus. So as we mourn our loss, let's remember from the outset that we also have that same assured presence of God who is our eternal helper. Let's be still together and let's watch God be God. Pray for our new king who was proclaimed yesterday. 
May he also reign with wisdom. May he also reign with stillness. And may he also reign with integrity. Because he knows that he is the servant king here to serve us. Because he serves King Jesus. Let's pray.